0: yeah hello everybody this is josh williams and you're listening to the one man podcast episode number one finally episode number one is finally here for wednesday may 17th 2017 Uh, this has been such a long journey for me (laughs) in terms of getting an episode out uh, the amount of research that I've done to, you know, get, get a podcast out there. I, I learned everything from scratch. There's so much information out there and it's old too. I've spent so many nights up till three o'clock in the morning, surfing the internet, trying to figure out what an RSS feed is and what hosting is and how to get it on iTunes and how to share it with everybody. Cause not everybody has Apple and there there's, there's so much information out there. And for some reason, all the articles that I would find would all be from like 2010 or 2008. You know, I think the, the earliest one that I found regarding anything was like 2014. I'm like, that's still three years old. And with the amount of, of, you know, podcasts that are out in the internet now, I figured there'd be more plentiful information, not, you know, less. It's almost like the, the Da Vinci code or something. There's some big conspiracy on podcast information. So, uh, I'm happy that it's finally out now, you know, I've got everything there. The iTunes has approved it. So it should show up for people who've subscribed on iTunes uh, and I'm excited. It's been a lot of fun. I'm excited to do this podcast. Um, hello to everyone who is meeting me, you know, for the first time through this, my name is Josh Williams. I am a stand-up comedian. That's what I do for a living, uh, amongst other things. Cause I am in Canadian show business, which means you got to have a lot of different jobs to be able to pursue the, the art form that you love. And I like telling jokes. Um, and, and more than that, I like not working a real job. I like just being a loud mouth and, uh, and having some fun with the people around me. <laughs> I, uh, I also deliver pizzas for Domino's and I drive Uber. So a lot of sitting and driving in my life. Uh, That's what I do aside from stand-up comedy. Um, I'm happy to have uh, this episode one here. So this, the the whole idea of this podcast is going to be for me to connect with, uh, with friends, family fans, anybody who wants to know what's going on with me. Uh, you know, what I just did, what I got coming up, what's going on in my day to day life. If you guys want to ask me anything, I, I really toiled with this whole first episode thing. Episode one, there's a lot of pressure on it. Um, I, And if anyone listened to the trailer for this that I put out, uh, I basically put it out because iTunes, you know, need something to put out to the universe before you can start sharing and whatnot. Part of this whole learning process. And uh, I didn't want to have an episode one and have really nowhere to put it or, or no grounds or anything like that. Again, very complicated for me. If you look at me, I'm a fat guy with glasses. You would think that I would be all about the internet and knowing where things go. But surprisingly not, it was really hard for me to figure out a lot of stuff. And, and all the videos that I would watch, they'd be like, let's just say like everything had five steps as an example, just a nice round number, five steps. Um, four of them, they would describe real easy nice and simple to do and then one step would be like and then you just do this and that just do this is like and you just build facebook on the web like it seems so simple to them for me i'm like what the fuck is that (laughs) like i have no idea you just and then you just throw this on your wordpress site like you've already got a website right you you're not just some dude with an iphone and wants to talk into it so um i'm uh it's out fuck it it's done that that horrible process is done for now um, and I, uh, I'm trying to figure out now. It's a matter of figuring a format, you know. Like I said, I just want to talk about what's going on, and and I'd love to have you guys be a part of the podcast too. I'm going to have guests. Uh, a big part of my life is traveling with stand up and whatnot. So I want to have, you know, the the guys that I work with, other comedians, come on. People who are important in my life. My my lady is a wonderfully large part of my life. She's funny. Oh my god, she's so funny, and she's funniest at taking the piss out of me. Like I'll be so excited about something like a fucking kid, and she'll just totally. She'll let me know how ridiculous I and I mean, like goofy, nerdy kid stuff. And, uh, you know, she posted something the other day on, uh, on Facebook and it was Sheldon getting Sheldon from big bang theory, which I'm not a big fan. I get why people like it. I'm just never been a big fan of that show. But it was an episode or it was a clip of Sheldon getting all excited. He couldn't decide whether he wanted the Xbox or the PlayStation 4, Xbox One or P- PS4. And he's just sitting at the table talking to his girlfriend about it. Now, I've never been that nerdy where I'm talking about computer specs, but the idea is still the same. I'm overly excited about something she could care less about. And in this clip, his girlfriend was pretending to be interested to just get him to some, do something as simple as pass the butter. Um, and again, I don't think I'm that guilty, but but yes, I'm I'm ridiculous. I've got a lot of interest in goofy stuff. She is the counterbalance to all my insanity. And so she'll be on every now and again. I'll, I'll invite her on to just uh, tell me whatever it is that I'm ranting and raving about is not really that big of a deal. Um, but if there's anything, I, I also, tr- you know, toiled with the idea of telling you guys, you know, here's why I stand- started stand up and here's my story and here's who I am. And I figured, you know what, you guys, I'm going to give you the email address to send in questions. If you guys want to know any of that stuff about me, um, email, ask. Uh, And if not, I'm going to assume that nobody gives a shit about my origin story and that I can continue to just go on and and do my thing. Um, I was sick in the preview. Um, I still haven't got my voice back, so I don't always sound like this. If it's a little raspy and hard to listen to, if you hear my voice cracking, it's because um, I'm sick. I'm still sick. I'm still battling it. And I know that the second I finish recording this episode, everything's going to clear up, but just the way the universe works, uh, episode one is going to be not really my voice. So, uh, try to bear through it <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to go from there. Um, I also read, I was listening to the first episode that I did and man, do I ever go, um, uh, a lot. Uh, this episode is being recorded Tuesday night. I want this podcast to be available for everyone on Wednesday. It's being recorded Tuesday night. It's already midnight. I've worked a bunch today. Came back from a shift uh, at Domino's this evening, and uh, I'm I'm exhausted. I'm I'm super dry and hoarse still. But the idea is, I want this available for you guys Wednesday morning. Uh, by this at this point, it's so late. If I don't record it now, it's not going to get recorded till noon tomorrow. And if iTunes takes seven eight hours. As I've somewhat learned it may, once I upload it, you're not going to get it till Wednesday night or Thursday, the six people who subscribed, but I want to have consistency. As I mentioned in the preview episode, it's not really fair for you guys to listen to a crappy quality podcast and and not know when to expect it and not even know what the format is. So trying to make this mildly interesting for you guys. Um, You know, we're seven minutes in and I don't even know if I've said anything yet. (laughs) So hopefully this gets the fun and we kick it off. So Um, the email address is contact at one man podcast.com. So if you guys want to hear anything that I haven't mentioned, you know, about my past and why I started stand up and what I do or anything that you want to know that I have not addressed at any point in this podcast, um, let me know, email me, ask, I don't care what the, what the question we'll we'll get it out there. I just want to make you guys, uh, you know, happy in terms of, you know, why you listen to this and and be entertained. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this already. If I did, I'm a bit of a broken record. Like I said, it's getting kind of late. I noticed in the preview, how many times I say, um, mm, uh, uh, and I, uh, I actually looked it up it was one of the things that I looked up this week in preparation for episode number one. And it turns out it's uh, a form of just not being prepared, which is absolutely true. It was late. I wanted to get something recorded and, uh, I just, I just threw it out there. There was a lot of, mm's and ah's. there are some in this one. I'm trying to be very, very aware, but if I have no direction where I'm uh, trying to, sp- I was shaming myself all week. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if I have no direction, if I don't really know, uh, where I'm going with what I'm saying, uh, there'll be us and ums and uh, so I'm working on that. I'll try to get that out. I'll try to start doing these podcasts earlier in the night. So, uh, they're not, they're not goofy and shitty and, and me just stammering all over myself. So with, uh, with more format and, and things like that, there'll, there'll be more direction to this going forward. Okay. So let's start having fun at this point. Enough, enough talking. The podcast is being made. We've got some structure. Uh, I want to take a second and just say congratulations to to, two very important people in my life. My two best friends this year uh, have had babies. Uh, Jimmy has had a baby and Mika have had a baby. They did not have them together. Uh, My two buddies had them with their wives. So uh, just a quick congratulations to Jimmy and Alex. They had a kid and Mika and Mel also had kids. So for the next year, I am not going to want to spend any time hanging out with those guys (laughs) because they are going to be all about babies and I'm an idiot. I don't want to touch it or hold it because I'm afraid I'm going to break it. I don't want to, I don't want to see pictures. I do want to see pictures, but they all look the same. They got shriveled little faces and they're red all the time. They look like me after a flight of stairs. I don't, I don't want to see that. I I don't, uh, they just scare me. Babies scare me. They're so fucking fragile. I like puppies. I love puppies, but they're pretty robust. And I, and I don't mean that like, I only want to be around something that I can drop but it's, I get scared around them. It's like when you have your cell phone and you don't have a screen protector on it. You know what I mean? I just feel like something bad's going to happen. I shouldn't touch it. So I'm happy for my two best friends and their lovely wives. Um, I love them all very much. And I will see you in a few years when I can not bump into your kid and it won't kill it. (laughs) That's, that's where I'm at right now with that. So just a little honorable mention to them. Congratulations. I am happy for you guys. They had the babies in the last few months. I think over the last month, again, my timelines are all over the place because I got so many things going on, but they've got their kids now. I'm really happy for them. Uh, It was very short, you know, time length between the two of them being born. I unfortunately, believe it or not, missed both of the baby showers because I had shows I was on the road. So I apologize uh, if any of them are listening. I won't miss your next kids because you guys can't just stop at one. Everybody has to keep having kids and it scares me very much. Uh for them. My friends are gonna go gray very quickly. A lot of lines in their faces. Their girlfriends are yeah, girlfriends. Wow, that's the mentality I've got. Their wives, they've been married. I was the best man at the weddings, and I'm uh, they're girlfriends, right? I'm very non-committal, even in my own uh, titling in my head. Their wives are are wonderful and they're gonna they're gonna get tired. <laughs> they're gonna get tired quick with the kids. So uh Godspeed to Mel and Alex with your babies i'm terrified for you if you need to call someone and be unconventionally upset you know because everyone's like oh my god no it's a lot of work but babies they're the greatest thing and everything's gonna be magical from now on you can just call me and be like this is a fucking nightmare Uh, i love them but jesus christ you know i mean how long can you hold a pillow over its head make it pass out but not die When it's crying again, I I, these things scare the hell out of me. I would never do that to a child, but I can just imagine the noise. I have three roommates that are all like babies. They come home drunk and they just loud and scream, and I just want to I want to hold a pillow over their face until they fall asleep. (laughs) So again, honorable mentions to you guys. Congratulations on the babies. I'll see you in a few years. I'm going to block them on Instagram. So I don't see their pictures all the time (laughs) because there's going to be babies. And this is the baby on this side. This is the baby rolled over. The baby looked up for a second. It opened its eyes and then it closed them again. So I am going to avoid them. And uh, that'll be that. Congratulations to you guys. Uh, Last week was mother's day. It was mother's day for my mom and all moms. And what we did was uh, my girlfriend and my brother and his wife, Took my mom and my dad to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, in 3D. Yep, that's right. We pulled it all the stops, and it didn't stop there. We went to the VIP theaters, which I thought was spectacularly baller of me, because it's kind. Of, I hadn't. I'd been there once before to the VIP theaters. If you guys don't know this, I don't know where you're listening. If they have them in your cities, but we have, I think one here in Ottawa. And the whole idea is that you, you buy your seat like you would in IMAX or 3d where you can reserve the specific seats. But someone told me that the seats reclined. So I was under the impression that not only are you sitting in like a more larger, more comfortable chair, but that the seats actually recline. You can put your feet up and both my mom and my dad have like leg issues. You know what I mean? They want to be comfortable. So they don't like going to the movies a lot. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get them these VIP seats. They're gonna be able to put their feet up. Everything's going to be amazing. And when we got there, we found out that the seats don't actually recline. They just sort of lean back a little bit, but that's the same as, excuse me, the hiccups. That's the same as the theater seats where you go to the regular places, the regular Cineplex or AMCs or wherever you go. They all sort of lean back a little bit. This was like slightly more, um, the big difference, which I liked, um, but I mean, you do pay for it is, is the VIP theaters, you can buy booze. So you, you get served before the movie starts the servers come and they will take your drink orders and you can even buy food. So you can buy the traditional popcorn and soda and all that fun stuff. Uh, but you can also buy, you know, alcohol and uh, and food. So you can do like wraps or we got, we got chicken sliders with poutine, right? So it was kind of cool to sit on my ass and get <laughs> served food, booze, popcorn in a, in a big lazy boy that doesn't recline. Biggest letdown of the night so they were like the, the the first row the row in the very front front those seats will will recline they'll recline and the seat the feet will come up but you're sitting underneath the screen so it's horseshit so that's you know it's a really bad consolation prize for being in the front row so uh we did that That was a lot of fun Uh, you know, we, we took care of my, 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 uh, I bought the tickets, my girlfriend and uh, my brother's wife bought the drinks and the food for everybody. It was a real nice night. My mom had a great time. If you have not seen guardians of the galaxy, uh, the first one, see it. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen volume two, it's super fun. It's, uh, not to get into a movie review or anything like that, but it's similar to the first one. It's, it's mostly jokes and fun little, you know, fights and things. It's fun. It's cute. More than anything, it's a cute movie. Uh, baby Groot is absolutely adorable and at rocket the raccoon is hysterical and then the two of them nonstop back and forth is is great it's a very entertaining movie um i don't know that it was super visually amazing like you have to see it in imax or 3d or anything like that but for my mom she had a great she loves that cute shit she loves sci-fi movies i'm sure over time i'll have a million stories about my fucking mom watching sci-fi movies and the crazy shit she says but uh, she had a great time, loved it. She loved the experience. Um, who wouldn't? Fuck, sit in a chair, get served, and everyone else is paying. Uh, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Uh, it was funny, too, because like it seemed like every time you thought that's all they had to offer there, they would, they'd have something else. You know, oh, the menus are behind your chairs and everything like that. I was asking some dude who was dressed up in a suit who worked there if he would how much it would cost to carry me from my seat to the bathroom. <laughs> they have individual bathrooms there, too. No, uh, no stalls at the old VIP theater. Nope. Nothing but a, but a private one person uh, bathroom it was actually pretty nice. I, I think going forward, just to not have to wait in line for an hour and fight to get the seats that you want. I think it was worth the extra 10 bucks. It was 25 bucks a ticket. And I think it's normally around like 15 or 16. So the extra 10 bucks that we spent totally worth you're buying your hour back, right? On, on big movies like that, you got to show up an hour in advance just to stand in line and then rush the thing and all that crap. So no, I'd rather spend the extra 10 bucks, do something else for an hour and then walk in five minutes before the show, sit on my ass, order a, order a beer and a, a poutine or something like that. And be like, yeah, it's like, it's basically, I'm like, I'm at home going out, except I get to see the movie like six months earlier. That's back to the nerdy stuff too. I love those Marvel movies. So you're going to have to listen to me, uh geek out on those a little bit from, from time to time. Um, Yeah. So there we go. We were 15 minutes in and I have said, again, talked about my friend's babies and what we did for mother's day. I think my mom had a blast. She really, really enjoyed it. Um, And now everything she says is about baby Groot and and whatnot. She's just as easy to understand as Groot is by the way, too. She's very vague in what she's saying. Uh, And she says the same thing over and over again. So (laughs) yeah, very, very similar. Um, What else do we want to talk about? I was telling you guys, like I said, learning was hard. I, I talked about the ums and uhs. I think, um, yeah, like I, am still doing it and I'm sorry it's late. And, and there really is no direction to the podcast so far. So it's a little difficult to, uh, you know, not do it, but I'm I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll take the criticisms too. I was working, like I said, at my, my crazy Domino's job earlier tonight. And, uh, oh, this, this happened. And I thought it was kind of, you know, this, this happened a long time ago. I, I, uh, I don't, like air fresheners, which is a weird thing to just make a statement on. But I had a coworker tonight. Um, I guess when my shift started, a bunch of people came in at the same time. And one of my coworkers went into the bathroom, number two. And uh, and one of my coworkers was was like, oh my God, it smells in there. I don't want to go in, which is a normal reaction to someone going to the bathroom. But she's like, oh, I'm going to get some air freshener. And that's something that has irked me for a long time is just the whole air freshener thing. I guess like I get the concept and I've used them before, but I, I've, I had this friend a long time ago. I used to work, uh, for future shop, big electronics store like Best Buy. And, uh, I remember a friend of mine, we used to work all day. You know what I mean? And uh, at the end of the day, I had a, I had a plasma TV. I worked in the home theater department. And I bought a plasma back when like nobody had them. They were several thousand dollars. But I worked there. I found a good deal staff price when something's cost went real low. And I bought one. So a buddy of mine from the department, we used to hang out after work. And uh, I'd buy the, you know, the movies as they came out, Blu-ray. So I think it was even before Blu-ray. And we'd hang out and watch them. But after standing on the floor for eight hours of the day, This guy had the worst smelling feet, sweet human being, but his feet, I I don't even know how to it's almost like he was making wine out of corpses. Do you know what I mean? Just foot mashing the dead. It smelled horrible. And, um, and I'm, I'm I'd like to think that I'm a pretty nice guy. It doesn't really sound like after that description, but I'd like to think that I'm a pretty nice guy. And it was, uh, it was pretty horrible. So I remember like after a few days, just being like, oh, dude, I love you, but you need to can you just put your feet out the window or something like I can't, can't have this. So what he started to do was he would buy air freshener and he would spray his feet with it. But the smell was so horrid that all it would do is, is smell like his horrible feet and the other scent. And that's, that's kind of why I don't like air fresheners. The whole concept of air fresheners, it's like, oh, I've got lilac. It's like, well, now it doesn't smell like a lilac instead of poo. It smells like someone took a shit in a garden you know what I mean? Like now I don't, you know, I don't like, it doesn't smell good. It just smells like two things, a horrible thing and a good thing. You know what I mean? You can still distinguish. Nobody walks in room and goes, Oh, I only smell flowers. You smell the other thing. Like he used to do like pumpkin spice and spray glade pumpkins. It's like, great dude. Now I fucking hate pumpkins on top of that. I just hated your feet before, but now I've got this, this sensory memory connection to pump. Like now when every time I smell pumpkin pie, I'm going to think of your fucking gross feet. All you did was make me hate something else that I liked through association. You know what I mean? So I just, I don't know if you guys have ever felt that way, but I don't, I don't feel like air fry. Again, they, they mask the smell to an extent, but I still smell it. Maybe I just have a really good nose or something, but it doesn't, to me, it doesn't work. I just go, hey, if you want me to hate another smell too, go ahead and spray it in the room. Cause uh, you know, I still do, I'd rather just endure the poo. You know what I mean? Let me do that. Let me not hate. You know, apple pie, apple cinnamon. You know, I like my oatmeal. I don't want to wake up in the morning and feel like I'm in the bathroom when I'm having breakfast. Uh, maybe just a weird thing, but that's uh, I've never got it, and I, and I don't plan to. I don't want to fucking know it. I uh, this week's gonna be um, this weekend's gonna be interesting. I don't have any shows this weekend. I don't think I do. Oh, yeah, we got one out in uh out in Canada. There's a new uh, new bar that's been doing a show with uh with one of the clubs that I work at here. And uh it's a work in progress. I will tell you that one of the downsides of stand-up comedy is not every show you do is like walking into a pristine club and it's just perfect for comedy. Sometimes you're fighting with other stuff. I did the show a few weeks back and the room has a lot of potential. Sometimes when you're doing shows, um, you know, it's not the the, you know, the 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 setup or the quality of the comedians or anything like that it's just the room The room's not going to do it in this particular case it's a great room uh comedy could work quite well here. It's just that the uh, the uh the staff and owners didn't seem overly invested. I was there for the inaugural show, and uh there was a live a live band in the room next to us same same owners they got two businesses side by side i don't since I'm sort of not speaking of them in the greatest light at the moment. I don't want to name them but it was uh, it was a nightmare. There was a lot of things that went wrong. We had issues with the the lights. You know, we we do uh, a certain you know uh, setup to the show in terms of like lights flashing. We do a little bit of a spectacle as the intro song and things are playing. And there was like the spotlight was just on. You couldn't flash the lights. the The music was playing off of some odd sound system that was pretty much all bass and nothing else. So all you heard was just buzzing as the music was playing. You know, we finally got the show started and it went okay for about five minutes until the live band next door started playing. Um, they started serving food. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I mean, I'm sure to remember what happened. They they served food right at the beginning of the show. Now that sounds like, oh, what's the big deal? We, there's a lot of food served at clubs. A lot of it tends to be finger foods and served in baskets and things like that. And the reason being is just a lot of noise. If you're performing on stage, you don't want to have, you know, a hundred forks and knives hitting plates while you're performing, no one's going to hear you. First people's food comes, they get excited about the food and understandably so. But on top of that, if everyone's being fed at the same time, forks and knives hitting plates, forget it. They can't hear you. They're not listening. They're more interested in the food and it makes for a bad show. So that happened with this never show. Pretty much. If I went through a checklist of all the things that might make for a worse time, we, we hit 90% of this. This was nightmare gig with honors. (laughs) uh, on this night. So, um, they, they, you know, fixed it up. They, they've done it twice since, uh, with better results. And I'm going back for, uh, for show number four to help out because we're still trying to, you know, solidify this particular partnership they've got. So, uh, I had a good time the first time I was there in terms of, you know, the audience, the audience had a good time, but, but they, you know, it could have been a lot better. The difference between looking like a Tim Bits hockey game, which is like, Oh, the kids had fun and the adults were drunk, you know? So it was good. Uh, the difference between looking like, you know, Tim bits or, oh, that's a pro team up there. And, and we've got a real, you know, a real, uh, real show in front of us. So I'll be doing that on Friday. I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing the room and how it's evolved. Uh, it's going to be a real staple in Ottawa and it gives, uh, you know, the West end of the city, some comedy just because there's not a lot of comedy clubs. And I think, uh, I think I got a question that was sent in this week, which I'll read later, but it basically addresses that it's curious about all the different things going on with, uh, you know stand up comedy and why is there not like a lot of comedy in in the cities and stuff like that um so I'll I'll read that a little bit later on um it's also the girlfriend's birthday this week my lady her birthday is on sunday if i'm not mistaken um and uh i it, i have i have taken it upon myself to uh surprise her for what we're doing for her birthday but more so in the sense that um, just not having to plan anything like her and I are pretty good in terms of planning stuff. Um, I, I know what she likes. She knows what I like. So I don't think we've either one of us has been, you know, disappointed with, you know, um, you know, celebrations. I want to say like, you know, holidays and things like that. But generally speaking, we know what each other likes. The only thing is like, she works so hard. She's got a lot going on. Um, and, and as to why we don't live together, you know, we, the weekends are our time together. So it's almost like, It's it's not that it's an afterthought we know we're getting together, but it's hard to think of shit to do and anyone listening I'm pretty sure if you're in that same relationship thing where you get together once or twice a week or even Even if you live together and once a week you have the opportunity to have a date night or something like that It's it's planned to be together But doing it is an afterthought at least from some of the people I have thought and I uh I basically wanted to take all the guesswork out because we spend so much time going, well, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? I don't care. What do you want to do? And so we lose a lot of time to the discussion and we're both making decisions all day, every day with things. So like the last thing we want to do is start, you know, humming and hawing about what to do. Um, So for her birthday, the biggest thing that I could do is I go, you know what? You don't have to decide anything. Leave it to me. I'm going to take care of it. We're going to go out. We're going to do something for your birthday. Or stay in either way. So she doesn't know if we're staying in. She doesn't know if we're going out. Uh, I've got a couple uh, little ideas planned. Nothing spectacular. I was all over the map just as much as I was trying to research the stupid podcast. I was trying to figure out something that would be fun for her for her birthday. Something that she you know hasn't done before. And uh, I'm kind of excited with with some of the ideas that I've come up with. Um, I'm going to pamper her a little bit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cheat and tell everybody because uh, she's going to listen to this. Uh, she's very supportive and i'm not fucking letting the cat out of the bag on the podcast so uh you're just gonna have to fucking wait honey (laughs) and uh, and i'll tell you guys next week you know what i ended up doing so looking forward to that this weekend for the lady's birthday um i might go see a movie too going to see movies is always fun you know do the whole vip thing i talked to her today and she was like yeah you know i like the the guardians but wasn't really impressed with the seats and you know i don't give a fuck about you know eating the seats because again that wasn't part of it right you don't get free food or anything you gotta pay for all that shit on top so you go see a movie for 50 bucks or own it twice on blu-ray <laughs> uh you know when it comes out so you know we might do a, we might do a movie for her birthday might uh, might cook for her you know i'm not much of a cook hope she likes craft dinner uh no i i, I wouldn't do that it'll be something fun something fun for her birthday um i'm working on uh one of the things that this podcast is is fun for is that I, I get an opportunity to sort of talk some things out, little ideas I've had, little, uh, you know, a um, doings. Normally I'm running around more, but this last week has been so much focus on the podcast just because of, like I said, all the research I have, like every waking minute that I'm not doing one of my jobs, I'm staring at a computer screen, trying to, to learn something. And I, so many times, just the amount of daydreaming uh, I'm doing you know, and setting up websites. Like we've got all the social media stuff. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all of it's one man podcast. So take a look for it. You'll find it. Um, and just trying to set those up working with, you know, I, uh, I'm going off. It's, it it has been all consuming this stuff here. And I really hope that, you know, at some point it pays off. You guys be interested in listening to all this crap. Um, you know, it's gonna be fun. I've got some stuff set up for you guys. We'll get to it a little bit, you know, that I'm, uh, I'm hoping will become a regular stable. That's been exciting for you guys. But like I said, uh, one of the things that I'm hoping for from this podcast is just as things happen in the week, little, little stories and and the doings that I want to share with you guys is that it helps me talk about stuff that I think is funny. And in doing that too, it'll help with new material and whatnot for the comedy. Cause some things will translate, you know, to the stage. Some things won't. But it's fun to just sort of have some fun and talk them out and, and see where things go. Um, I've been uh, I've been watching uh, Breaking Bad again. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV. I, again, I, I kind of just fall asleep to something when I get an opportunity uh, to sleep. <laughs> but that's that's when I watch things. As I watch things to fall asleep to. Um, anytime I'm I'm I can't really watch anything during the day because if I put something on. I usually will put something on while I'm doing, you know, uh, tax work or, or booking something or writing an email and I will turn and stare at the TV and do nothing but, but just get right into it. So I've limited myself to only watching Netflix and whatnot when I'm eating or if I'm going to sleep. So I will, I will put an episode of something on eat and in 10 minutes when I'm finished, I will turn it off and either resume when I eat later or resume when I go to bed. So it takes me a while to get through things, but uh, I know the new season of better call Saul is out and I haven't seen season two. So I, one of the things I was doing is I started watching breaking bad again, because it's, it all, you know, it's obviously a better call Saul is a prequel to that. And I, uh, I just finished watching breaking bad again, which is a great show. I'm not going to get into it. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. The entire series is there. Watch it. It's great. Enjoy it. Um, I finished it. It's uh, it's better the second time sort of being able to see, Sort of how things play along and, and know what's going on. I uh, really liked uh, watching Better Call Saul. I did watch the first season a second time uh, since season two came out. I figured ah, I'll rewatch the first season so I know what's going on with season two. I rewatched the first season at the end of that. I was like, okay, I'm going to rewatch Breaking Bad because there's a lot of connection to that too. And one thing I noticed, I don't know if you guys watch this, or I'm just yakking, yeah, I'll make it quick, is uh, I didn't think uh, he watched better call Saul which comes before and Saul almost seems like a little more confident than he did in Breaking Bad so part of me is going like oh how did he go from like super confident well let's say more more confident you know a little more of a backbone in an argument with some dangerous people in Better Call Saul and then you see him sort of backing down from Walter White in just a general face-to-face conversation in the office you know there was there was psychopaths that he was you know negotiating with and better call Saul. And, and he just sort of backs down. But again, this is one of those things where, you know, it's a prequel, but they have an opportunity to expand the character. So that was just like, it was the only thing standing out. I was just watching him and, in, in you know, breaking bad. It was fun to see the character, but then a couple times he was just like, he's a real pussy. And I'm like, ah, oh, I hope at some point they sort of show a bit of a, a break to him and show why he does that. So, you know, I, I'm excited. I, I think that shows great. Bob, but Odenkirk is amazing. As, uh, as Saul and the writing is phenomenal. I just, I just love watching the arguments and the negotiation and the, the angles, like the strategy. Anyways, I'm, uh, that's, that's what I'm doing. So over the course of the next three months, I'll watch 10 episodes of Better Call Saul, little teeny intervals at a time. I remember I was like six episodes away from the end of Breaking Bad. And, uh, I, I was like six episodes and I fell asleep and I woke up at the last five minutes of, of the last episode of the series. And in that last five episodes, no spoilers, it just wraps up so many things, like six people die that are all integral parts, you know, and it was just like, I, I was. I woke up with enough to, yeah, and, and luckily, I, again, I had already seen it, I was watching it for the second time, but it did sort of take all that, you know, I'd forgotten what had happened. I remember there was an incident, but I didn't remember exactly how it, had, you know, unfolded. And so I just woke up. Like again, that's that's my life. I'm the kind of guy who will wake up to the the exact, you know, ah, oh, and this person, this person, this person. That at the end, thanks for watching for five years, whatever. <laughs> so um, I I did that. Um, yeah, that's a weird thing to end on. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to watching the second season of Better Call Saul. Uh, it was kind of cool too because they had characters from Breaking, like the first season of Breaking Bad, show up in season two of Better Call Saul. So like you know, seven eight years apart in the actual filming, but for me watching a couple episodes and then starting Breaking Bad, I saw the same characters you know within an hour uh, of each other. So that was fun. Watch it. Watch Better Call Saul. It's Free if you pay for Netflix. So uh, yeah, lots of good stuff on there, and you guys can tell me what you're watching too. If you have any recommendations, again, I gave you the email address already. I'll give it to you again later on. Feel free to send that to me and let me know what you're watching. If you have any recommendations, lots of great stand up specials and stuff. Netflix has got something this year where they're putting out new uh, specials like every week or or every day or something. It feels like every day if you're a comedy fan. There's new stuff all the time, so uh, it's a it's a fun and exciting time to uh, to watch stuff. I'm also reading George Carlin's uh, last words. So I, I read a lot on the internet and whatnot, and one of the things I kind of want to do is to just get myself um just for like my anxiety and and whatnot not to say that you know i'm I'm crazy or anything, but I do tend to to hyperthink. you may hear in the podcast where I'll be talking at a regular pace and then just don't know where things gonna getting faster and faster and faster It's because the thoughts are piling up in my brain and so I need to get them out before I completely forget what they are and uh that's just the, the way it goes. And so I, I can't read, I can't lay in bed and read or sit in a chair and read because for that same reason, there's a lot of thoughts piling up and I'll read an entire page and then realize that I've retained absolutely nothing that I've read. My eyes scanned every sentence and the, the words were being said in my head and it's gone. So I'm trying to get back into reading. And, uh, and something I started reading, uh, a couple years ago was, uh, George Carlin's last words. And Carlin is a, a huge, huge influence on me. Um, I, I don't want to get too deep into it on this podcast because I could talk about it for a long time, but George Carlin was not just one of the first people that, you know, I, I I don't think he inspired me to do comedy. George Carlin, I just connected with him because I remember when I was young, I used to feel really like out of place with certain thoughts. Um, And by that, I just mean like, you know, things about, you know, religion, like the big questions, religion, politics, just general taboo conversations. I remember like having questions about stuff and people would sort of give you that dismissive answer. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Just that's just the way it is and and stuff. And so I remember, you know, just feeling really out of place. I felt weird because a lot of people seemed comfortable with ideas and whatnot. And I wasn't. And, uh, I, I remember I was really young. I think I was like 14, 13 or 14 and feeling just like, like a sort of an, you know, a comedian, right? Like obnoxious and, and, you know, like, you know, this guy just likes to argue and I didn't like, I was curious. That's that's something, um, another comedian said to me that she sort of sums up comedians as as having this insatiable curiosity to, to just accept the answer. That's just the way things are. Isn't really something that's good enough for a comedian because we like to explore. We like to, you know, uncover the truth and stuff. And, uh, and I remember when I was young, like 14 or 15, and one night my mom was like, Oh, George Carlin is on, you know, Bravo. And I, I didn't know who that was, but you know, she seemed excited to tell us. So came running out and I saw him and I was like, Oh shit, that's, that's the Mr. Conductor from shining time station and, and Rufus from Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. I knew who he was in that regard very, very well. And he was doing, it was one of his specials his HBO specials. And he was just about to do the seven words you can't say on TV and i'll'll uh, i I'll, I'll, I'll now I'll never forget it he was it was so funny to listen to him, and I was like, "Holy shit, he's cursing. I'd never seen him in anything but p g stuff. He was cursing and cursing a lot. And I think that night there was uh, I, there was like a marathon of all of his specials, but I remember listening to him talk about about everything. He was talking about religion and talking about politics. And I remember sitting there going like, yes, you know, just just feeling like not only was he. Talking about things that I was trying to get answers on, but he was he was making sense. You know, all these people who were saying this is the way it is, and it never really made sense to me. Not only was he saying this is why, you know, this is this and this is that about this, and here's why people tell you that that's just the way it is, and da da da. And I was like, oh, I remember just feeling so you know, I I don't want it to sound way too you know profound or, or, you know, ridiculous, but the, the truth of the matter is it was one of the first times in my entire life that I felt okay having, you know, sort of the perspectives and that curiosity because for a long time I felt like it was not okay to be curious, to ask hard questions and to look at things differently than the way everybody else wanted you to. So, um, I just, uh, I connected real, real big with George Carlin and, um, and I had a chance to meet him. Um, my mom bought me a ticket to see him in Ottawa. I think I, it was my 18th birthday. Uh, he was in the town on my birthday. My my family was not really well off and the tickets were expensive. Um, you know, not crazy expensive, but they were expensive. Uh, and she was, you know, she didn't really have the money to send me, but she saw what date he was gonna be in town. It was on my birthday. It was, it was one of those, it's too perfect. Um, and I spent the, uh, the week on the phone with the venue trying to get, you know, Hey, is it okay if I, I meet him? I just want an autograph or a picture. I, I won't bother him. And, um, and I, I think night of, they, they gave me the, uh, the okay, like, okay, well, when you get there, ask to speak with this person, they'll ask him and that's the best we can do at this point. And, and luckily when I got there, I asked the person, they went down the hall and uh, I, you know, I just remember thinking like, Oh, I don't know if this is going to happen and uh, the woman poked her head out of the door at the end of this big, long hallway, and she just sort of gave us the whole, come here, you know, finger. And uh, and we went in and we met with them. This was between shows. And at the time, I didn't realize how big of a deal this is. But when you're a comic and you're doing two shows and you're doing as much time as, uh, as George was, it's, uh, you, you really value that break in between shows. And he spent a good 10, 15 minutes just chatting with us. He signed a DVD collection I bought, took some pictures with us, chatted with us. And, uh, and I had never dreamed of being a comedian at this point. And, and, and I think that's a good thing because if I was a comic, one of the things that we do is you tend to want to, you know, pitch your jokes to your heroes and, you know, ask them about being, a, I just, I was glad that I just had an opportunity to meet him and just be a genuine person who was a fan of his work. Um, so yeah, getting back to the book, um, this book is about his life. Uh, it was published after he died by a friend of his. And I, uh, I wish I'd put the note here cause I feel like a piece of shit, but it's a, it's a great book. It's called George Carlin's last words. I'm not finished it. I'm reading it now. It basically just talks about the early years of his life and, and him too being raised in a, in a Catholic family in uh in a neighborhood, you know, uh, I think he was raised in Brooklyn and his, his parents were proper. They wanted him to be proper. They wanted his brother to be proper. And it's one of those things like the more you try to push somebody into a mold, the more they'll surprise you and, and, you know, and break that mold. And do their own thing, and uh, yeah. So the, the, I'm still reading about his early life. You know, he worked, was in the military for a while, got kicked into that. I've been in a lot of different situations. You know, fired from a lot of different jobs, and and never really fit in where I was. And of course, uh, you know, George started doing stand up, doing radio, and then started doing stand up, and that's where I'm at in his life right now is uh, he's doing comedy with uh, another guy jack burns so uh you know i know where it goes we all know what ends up of george but i'm curious to know more about uh sort of how he got there very exciting uh he was uh, lenny bruce was a big fan of his and uh and introduced him to his wife i believe i, I think i read that a while back so like i said I'm, I'm rereading this book that i started a long time ago and uh george carlin last words if you're interested in comedy like george carlin was one of the best and uh and this is you know sort of story of his life so yeah, that's what's going on with me, at least for the uh, the time right now. I have a couple of sponsors, guys. I'm very excited to tell you that we have, uh, right out of the gates, the One Man Podcast has two sponsors. Um, and the first one is uh, the Bathroom Readers Institute. That's the Uncle John's Bathroom Readers. Uh, very excited to have them on the podcast. I want to tell you the story of how I actually figured uh, or figured, found these books out. I <laughs> When I first moved out on my own uh, I had a good job and I remember being at chapters. I don't know what I was looking for. I was just sticking around at chapters. And one of the things they were selling was uh, the Uncle John's bathroom readers. Uh, I think like the monumental, big, colossal hardcover. And what these things are is they're like little, you know, one page, either stories or fact sheets or, you know, origins of something. They're really, f- they're, I find them really funny, but they're really informative too. Like, it's just like, again, the whole idea is you go into the bathroom, you you read, which is weird to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm all business in there. I don't want to be in that room. So I'm in, I'm out. Thank you very much. But uh, but these books are basically, the whole idea is that they're short reads. Um, and I think going back to that, you know, that too many thoughts in my head at one time, I think one of the things I liked about these books is the fact that you could you could read one or two pages and pass out and you finished it. There was a sense of accomplishment. You finished one or two pages and you're you're finished that thing. You're good. I still do that thing now when I'm reading where I count the pages till the end of the chapter. So I know how much longer I have left before I can stop so, uh, these bathroom readers, I remember being at chapters and I saw one, didn't know what it was. took a look at it because it was being promoted. And I was just like, Oh, Oh, this thing seems interesting. I've just got my first apartment and, uh, it might be nice to have a little reading material for my guests. So why not get one of these <laughs> bathroom readers? And, uh, and I, ever since I, I've been a, a big fan of them, I, I buy them regularly and, uh, I actually thought that since uh, we're doing this podcast and we don't have an opportunity, I don't have like any segments or anything like that. Nothing, no staples that we can, we can look for on a regular basis shy of me talking about myself. I, uh, I figured, you know what, maybe I would read you guys, uh, you know, something out of one of these bathroom readers, read you uh one of the little, you know, excerpts or whatever, a, a sample, a nugget, if you will, from bathroom readers. So I reached out to the bathroom readers association, uh, or institute the bathroom readers institute from uncle john's and i asked them if they wanted to uh, to partner with me if they'd be interested in, in you know a allowing me to read them on the air and being a part of it so uh, i want to thank uh, portablepress.com for giving me permission to read their stuff they are kind enough to be sending us more content so they'll be sending us uh, some books and things like that to uh, be a part of it so uh, this is going to be the inaugural uh, uncle john's bathroom reader. And I'm very excited to have them as a part. The excerpt today is from uh, Uncle John's heavy-duty bathroom reader, and this one page is called Embarrassed in the ER, all right? Uh, it's uh, So this is what it says. It's, what's the worst, sorry, what's worse than a trip to the emergency room? A trip to the ER for something really humiliating. These are real-life ER reports. So number one, forehead pain, patient shot self in the nose with BB gun, <laughs> Number two, head injury, rolled off couch and hit telephone. <laughs> number three, 40 year old female using toothbrush to make herself gag, accidentally swallowed toothbrush. Uh, number four, abdominal pain, diagnosis tight pants and belt. Number five, patient stuffed ear with toilet paper so roach wouldn't crawl in, now unable to remove. Number six, patient missed punching bag, hit metal safe. <laughs> I don't know who has a punching bag right in front of a safe, but a nice swing. Number seven, concussion, severe headache. Patient being pulled on a sled behind golf cart, struck a bump, launched in air. A lot of smart people out there. Number eight, pulled groin while riding mechanical bull. Number nine, bruised shoulder. Husband was throwing cell phone at cat, missed cat. (laughs) Uh, Number 10, patient 23 used a sword to cut a piece of paper, laceration left arm. Number 11, accidentally swallowed guitar pick. Yay, that was smart. It's probably like doing the whole put it in your mouth and put your arms up like you're a rock star. Uh, To 12, patient 31 was playing sex games with wife, had belt around neck, jumped over something and got hung up. Also fell downstairs. It's just a nice thing to add at the end. And he fell down the stairs afterwards too. It's all big thing. Number 13, ankle injury from falling off doing sorry ankle injury falling off stage doing karaoke that one doesn't that one sounds not so much embarrassing i could see people falling off the stage doing karaoke i mean you're drunk nobody does karaoke unless you're drunk so the idea that you're falling off something drunk i don't know take that one back guys that one feels like filler uh number 14 swallowed toothpick while eating cabbage i don't even that doesn't even make sense to me but that is dumb uh 15 fell off monkey bars at police academy yep that you're not living that down anytime soon Number sixteen, patient playing with pillowcase. Buddy put a rock in it. Your buddy's an asshole. Uh, number seventeen, insect bites on lips. Sorry, insect bites on lips while riding a go kart. Again, I don't think you can blame yourself for that one. Uh, Eighteen, generalized body rash after being in a pool and hot tub at a hotel. That's fucking gross. Yeah, I, I don't know. Some of these just seem horrible. They don't seem like they're embarrassing. Like that guy swallowing his guitar pick. And the dude with the belt around his neck—that's fucked up. But I mean, that's that's on you. But uh, generalized body rash after being in a pool and hot tub at hotel—that's just uh, that's just gross. Spend the money next time. You need the VIP experience. Uh, number nineteen: pain, swelling, blister on palm. Patient fifteen was playing video games. Woke next day with swollen hand, pain and swelling getting worse. And finally, number twenty: patient has wrist pain after sex and bowling. Yeah, in that order. <laughs> So that's just an example of, of something. These books are, are relatively large. And, uh, and every, you know, every, it was one page of the uh, one. That one, again, from uh, Uncle John's heavy-duty bathroom reader from the Bathroom Institute. Thank you so much for allowing us to, to have that. We'll have one, uh, you know, every episode. And at the bottom of every page is just a tiny little fact, and the one on this page was uh, fewer than 1% of all patent inventions ever make money, which sounds kind of accurate, I'd say. Just the idea that you patent something. A lot of things get patented and, and nobody ever buys them. Nobody even produces them for the most part. So that's interesting. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, guys, the bathroom readers, there's tons of them. They've got different ones. Some of them are, are based entirely on, uh, you know, space or history or, you know, sports. So uh, check out another lineup of what they've got at portablepress.com uh, and, and see what they have. They, they're great books. I, I get them regularly and uh, they're great. They're great ways to kill a little bit of time, get a little bit of information, entertainment, Um, I love, like I said, I'll read one every week and let me know what you guys think about If There's any particular, you know, styles or things you want, you know, next time it'll be a story about something completely different. I I read about Murphy's law in one of them, uh, Mm -hmm. just how that, that saying came about and what was actually, uh, you know, inspired a lot, a lot of cool stuff. So that'll be a staple. The other sponsor that we have is, Hey, absolute comedy, uh, the comedy club that is my home club here in Ottawa, uh, where I started, you know, uh, you know, earn my stripes and whatnot. And, and I travel, I tour, uh, they have three clubs, uh, in Ontario, Absolute Comedy, Ottawa, Kingston, and Toronto. So if you're in any of those areas, uh, be sure to, to check out Absolute Comedy. Uh, this week at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa, we have headliner DJ Demers. Uh, DJ is a phenomenal comedian uh, who is slightly hearing impaired, um, and it's a big staple in his, uh, in his act. Uh, I don't think he'd mind me saying that. I'm not trying to pigeonhole him, but that guy is one of the funniest people I know and sweetest, I have to say. I'll tell you, you know, sometime maybe I'll tell you another story, but DJ, maybe I'll have him on. And, uh, and tell you a story about DJ, but DJ was on uh, America's got talent last year. And uh, so if you want to see how, how good this guy is just uh, just YouTube, you know, uh, DJ Demers, D E M E R S and, and check out America's got talent. His, his spot on that. Yeah. Absolutely hysterical. He will be headlining the absolute comedy in Ottawa, um, also the host that week is Brian this week, I should say is Brian Stollery, a uh, super funny guy, I believe from out West and the, uh, the middle act is Andrew Packer from Kingston, Ontario, uh, relatively new to the comedy scene, but making waves and he's featured there. So if you're in Ottawa or anywhere near Ottawa, check out absolute comedy, see DJ Demers, Brian Stollery and Andrew Packer. Uh, in Kingston, the headliner is lamont ferguson uh, super funny guy again, very kind with of me and and as I was coming up was was you know very gracious to give me lots of advice and and you know uh, he's he 's performed he 's from Los Angeles. Um, performed, uh, you know, he's open for George Carlin. Speaking of Carlin, he's open for Carlin. So, I mean, you gotta be really funny to be able to, to work with guys like that. So, uh, check out Lamont Ferguson. Very, very funny act. Um, the host in Kingston is Logan Avery Cooper. Again, a guy I've worked with many times from right here in Ottawa. Um, was a finalist at Absolute Comedy's, uh, you know, summer competition. Super funny guy. And then the middle is Martha O'Neill from Toronto. Martha is, uh, again, a, a wonderful comedian. And uh, I've, I've worked with her many times. Great show in Kingston, Ontario. Lamont Ferguson, Logan Avery Cooper, and Martha O'Neill. And finally, the the biggest club of all, the Toronto Club. Um, this week's headliner is Moody McCarthy from New York City. Um, uh, Moody's super, super funny guys performed on all sorts of late night and, uh, and, and, you know, festivals definitely check out Moody. It's been a while since I've seen him, but he was one of the first guys who started coming to the absolute clubs when they opened up. Uh, and he's just a monster comic. The MC is Daniel Woodrow, uh, also from Ottawa, uh, originally here. Now he makes his home in Toronto. He's performed at just for laughs. Uh, you know, at a ton of other festivals, uh, was on, you know, I'd see him on featured on much music shows, things like that. And finally, the middle act in Toronto is Dan Mahoney from, uh, from Buffalo, New York. Also a super funny guy. Uh, I, I got a special special place in my comedic heart for, for Dan Mahoney. That guy makes me laugh on stage and off stage. Um, I, I think it's a great show. So that's, that's Toronto uh, Absolute Comedy this week. Uh, Moody McCarthy, Daniel Woodrow, and Dan Mahoney. Uh, featured there. If you want to know what's going on any of these clubs, if you haven't had a chance to see live comedy, Absolute does it uh, the absolute best. They're they're you know the, the Ottawa club is open seven days a week. One of the only comedy clubs in North America open seven days a week, and it's because they have great shows all the time. So make sure you check out AbsoluteComedy.ca. You can check out all three clubs and their lineups there. Um, absolute Comedy also does dinner and shows. Okay, so if you're looking for a fun night out, have dinner, or something fun to watch, check out Absolute Comedy. For that, you guys can do that. They also do like office parties. So, you know, if you happen to be trying to think of something fun, you know, you're sitting around like me going, Hey, what do we need to do this? What should we plan? We've done this. We've done that. Check out a live comedy show. Absolute comedy can either accommodate, uh, depending on which club it is, they can accommodate, uh, you know, between a and 250 people. So if you can bring your, your office party and whatnot there, or absolute comedy will come to you, you know? So if you have an office party or an event or, uh, you know, a function, Give them, uh, give them a ring and they will uh, they will be able to sort of talk to you about maybe bringing comics to you. Just adding a little spice to your event. Nobody likes to do like a fucking three-day conference and the only person who's telling jokes is the fucking CEO, who you know isn't funny, but he holds your paycheck, so you got to laugh at his stupid fucking jokes. Fuck that guy, right? Or he'll tell his little speech before the comics and then we make fun of your boss. So if you're in an HR and you're head of running shit, you know, bring us out there and we'll take the piss out of your boss because he can't fire us. So that's one of the things you could do. Uh, as I mentioned, all that details for the dinner and shows, the the office parties, and of course the weekly lineups. All of it available at AbsoluteComedy.ca. So check out AbsoluteComedy.ca. Thank you to my two initial sponsors. Uh, it's very cool to have you know people on board uh, who you know believe in what we do. So uh, what we do, I say that like I'm a foundation or something. You know what we do? Um, it's me sitting at a dining room table at fucking one o'clock in the morning in my house with three roommates. That's, that's the behind that. I'll let you peek behind the curtain. That's what's going on. So yeah, but I still have two, uh, you know, two sponsors that makes me happy. All right. Gives me a little bit of content too. tell you guys what's going on with them. There's a, there's a really cool summer competition coming up uh, at absolute. I'll tell you guys a little bit more in the coming weeks. But, uh, as it sense right now, I just got, uh, you know, I plugged on the promo episode, the, uh, email address in case anybody had questions. And I did get, uh, you know, a couple of questions from, uh, from the, my friend Mika, the one who just had the kid. And, uh, and one of the questions he was asking me was, um, you know, how lucrative is the comedy slash bar scene for owners? And why don't we see more clubs in Ottawa? Um, That's a fair question. Uh, And the reason being, and I think this matters for a lot of cities, a lot of people like, why aren't there comedy clubs and stuff like that? Is that um, a lot of places, the, the, the main focus is on obviously making money. A lot of places don't really know how to, to book comedy or how to sell comedy because the money comes from the drink sales, right? So I was mentioning earlier that we have that show coming up and the first show that we did with them, they didn't really give a fuck about the comedy part. They didn't care about, you know, making sure that the spotlight and the showmanship uh, of the show went well. They, they were more concerned about getting people in instead of serving them food, you know, and we were sitting there going, Oh, uh, your sound doesn't work and we can't get the spotlight to to point properly you know, and it's a partnership. So that is, you know, now that I've, I've mentioned them as a sponsor, that is an absolute comedy show. So absolute in Ottawa now has this satellite room in Canada, but because we're partnered with the bar uh, and restaurant there, um, they, we, we were more concerned in making sure that, that the representation of absolute comedy there was, was done because, you know, if we show up and there's live band playing and, you know, it seems like we're a little Mickey mouse because they can't hear us. There's forks and knives and plates and the spotlight's not working and the sounds, all bass. It, it, starts to look like we don't really know what we're doing instead of being the, you know, the, uh, the staple of, of comedy in, uh, in Ontario that, that absolute has become. So, um, I'm, I'm always happy whenever absolute asks me to sort of come in and, and help out with, uh, with a new endeavor. But, um, why you don't see more of it is that typically, um, a lot of, a lot of places would rather just sell booze, you know, open the doors, put on a hockey game, put on UFC, get people with butts and chairs and, and, you know, make the money that way. So It's difficult when the cost of entertainment, right? Like you'll see live bands and and things like that, but live bands are, I don't want to, I I, probably wrong. I want you to know I'm open to the idea that I'm wrong about this, but live bands, a lot of times they're playing covers and stuff. They might have some original music, but they're playing covers and they're playing covers of things that people like with stand up, We don't really do like cover comedy. You know, uh, we're watch this guy do the best of Chris Rock or Louis C.K. or you know George Carlin or whatever. No, we're doing our own original material, and sometimes it's hard. It costs a lot of money. You want to get the right person, it's going to cost you a lot of money. So it costs a lot less to to bring you know um, maybe a band in, or to bring in you know uh, to put on the the hockey game or the 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 fight. You know, so it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it can work and, and, but it takes someone who's got the know-how it, that's why you see a lot of, you know, the other, the other brand, they're not paying me. I'm not saying their name, but if you, if you know comedy in Canada, you know who I'm talking about and they franchised a lot. So the whole idea is that, you know, people already, you've got a Rolodex of comedians. A lot of people wouldn't know the first thing to do to get a comic, they would have to pay the one night charge of bringing that comic in. There's, you know, not a lot of comedians will live in a city where there's no comedy clubs. So it costs a lot of money to bring them in. And then, and that's just one guy for whatever. So if your crowd doesn't like that one style of comedy, you know, they got to go, Oh, it's bringing a few guys in that. What does that cost? So the, the reason why a lot of places you're not going to see a lot of live comedy clubs is that a, there's not a big enough population to sustain it. Um, and two, they don't have a lot of comedy options or a lot of comedy experience. So um, the best thing to do in, in towns like that is if, if you want more comedy is to talk to bars and things like that and suggest a comedy night and uh, suggest that they reach out to, to a comedy club or a comedy booking agency and try to do a one shot, you know, bring in a show for one night and see if they can fill the place up and sell it out. And we do a lot of shows like that, military bases and fundraisers and legions and stuff like that we'll do a, a one night fundraiser and bring comedy and because it's something different, but you know, when when someone figures out how to solve it and be like, ah, oh, this is the, the secret, you know, maybe we'll have a, you know, a McDonald's of comedy in every city because it's just super, super fast foody and easy. But you know, that's uh it's just one of those things for now. So enjoy the comedy you have and support the comedy clubs that do exist in your town because uh, that's what they need to stay. If, uh, if nobody comes there, they are expensive uh, in terms of, of bringing in talent and stuff. So Make sure you go see them when they're there. Keep them, uh, keep them doors open. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I think uh, we're getting close to the, you know, the 57 minute mark. Uh, so I, I appreciate, this has been an hour. Uh, I hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to some of it. I hope some of it's been funny. Again, as things going on, I, I, uh, I apologize. Like I said, I'm sort of coming out of the haze of A, being sick be learning all this stuff, podcast, just trying to put together a format. I think as we get a little more comfortable and it's just a matter of sort of connecting and, and hanging out and talking about fun stuff that's going on. Um, I, I think we're going to find our stride. So I do appreciate you guys listening and, uh, and bearing through this, you know, bearing with me through this initial stage, you know, as my, mm's and, uh's and uh, uh, as that stuff sort of goes away, I'll keep shaming myself. Don't you worry. i am uh, um, um, uh. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I learn. All right. We're going to find a stride we'll get to, to a point where we're having fun and, and there's not so much stuttering and stammering. And, and Hey, maybe I'll, I'll do it when it's not one o'clock in the morning, you know, maybe I'll do this at 10 o'clock in the morning with a cup of coffee and a fresh outlook instead of a Jesus Christ, I have to get up an Uber in four hours mentality. But, uh, but I think this is a good stopping point for podcast, uh, the one man podcast episode number one. I really appreciate anyone who has listened this far and, uh, and is still, you know, mildly entertained with it. Um, As I mentioned off the top of the show, guys, uh, send me questions, anything you want, send me comments, uh, ask me things. I don't care. I just want to interact with you guys and, uh, you know, make it fun for all of us, you know, and we'll figure out where it is that we're going with, uh, with the one man podcast. But that email address is contact at one man uh, you can also reach us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I don't know if I'll be reading YouTube comments, but, uh, you can reach us on all. Of them. it's just one man podcast, throw that into the search bar, find us, like the pages, follow us, all that fun stuff. As things happen throughout the course of the week, I will try to snap pictures of something goofy that has happened and just give little previews as to what we'll be talking about, uh, in the upcoming episodes. But, uh, I'm super, super glad to have had you guys here for the initial episode. I really appreciate, uh, you listening subscribe, all that fun stuff. And, uh, we will have another episode long with lessons and Oz next week. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Josh Williams. I love you all.